Welcome back to this week's episode of Cover Zero. That was a crazy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. That was a crazy Sunday, and it was a very long one because the primetime evening game ended up airing out into overtime, and they almost needed the entire length of overtime to be able to crown a victor. How would you guys classify that slate of games today? Just I start with you. Like, what was your overall takeaway as we sit here fresh off another Sunday of football? It was like you said, man, it was a crazy Sunday, man. I think, you know, morning, afternoon, uh, you know, this this game right here, the late game. It was a it was a fun week, weekend of football for sure. You know, this one being a I mean, this day was they was they was going at it, man. It was duking it out, you know, on offense. It was back and forth, you know, um, Seattle and Arizona. So it was good to see a good week of football. You know, hopefully we can get another good game tomorrow, you know, with the Bears and the Rams. So we'll see. But, yeah, so far, so good. Yeah, it wasn't that result we thought it would be for the Raiders today. Dropping one to Tampa. That that Tampa Bay defense, man, they're for real. They're legit. They're fast. Very fast. Yeah. Fly around. As a person who wasn't a Raider fan and heavily invested in it emotionally, Henry, what did you see watching that game? You know, I, I thought you guys, you know, you guys were trying to fight hard, just like what Josiah was talking about with pre, before we got our show started. It, it's that fourth quarter. It seemed like you know when you guys got to really tighten down. It seemed like you guys don't tighten down. You know, and it, it, the lead just always uh, increases for the opposing team. But yeah, that fourth quarter is when you really got to start tightening down. Um, but yeah, just like when you spoke of that, that that Tampa Bay defense is, is very very fast. Very fast. That's why I thought they were going to win today because of the defense. And then going on through the week, you know, hearing what you guys' O-lineman was going through with the whole COVID stuff, not being able to practice, that doesn't make it easier against that fast defense. So tough loss, very tough loss today. Yeah, man. We'll be able to hopefully tool it up. Sitting here, I'm not going to be too mad. We're sitting at 500 at this point in the season. So, but going to have to fix some things going forward, definitely. But, the good thing is, too, with our schedule, the Raiders' schedule, is the games get a little bit easier. You know, I mean, it's any given Sunday, so you sure. never know. But, you know, after we got the we got the Browns next week, then after that it gets a little bit easier. You know, a couple rival games. You know, we do have the Jets on our schedule. We got the Falcons on our schedule. So, you know, if you're going off of record-wise, then it looks, you know, it looks easier. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. We will. But a battle of two heavyweight teams that went down today was in particular with the Steelers and the Titans. The last game that we will see going into it where two teams have a zero in that loss column right now. And the Steelers actually end up prevailing in a close one, winning 27-24. This game started out where the Steelers really had a methodical drive in the first quarter, just kind of marching down the field, picking up yardage as they needed them to really limiting Derrick Henry early on. There was a point in the second quarter, like where there's about 12 minutes left to go, and Derrick, Derrick Henry had one carry for very, very, very little yards. And that's a really ideal way that you want to have to start out this game if you are the Steelers. Really, that's that's what I, I took away from this. They were They were very, very good on third down. That's really where the Steelers made the headway, and that was really the biggest difference in this game was third down efficiency. The Steelers were 13 of 18, while the Titans were 5 of 13. And then the Titans also were 0 for 1 going forward on fourth. And so that was really the biggest difference here watching this for me. Titans, of course, made it close as they seem to usually do. And then Steven Gostowski 
being the guy that he is in 2020. Steven Gostowski couldn't make it at the end, and the Titans fall. Did you guys learn anything about the Steelers watching this game? And I'll start with you, Henry. I'll say that that presence of Devin Bush was was missed on, on you know some of that coverage in, in the middle. Like that that AJ Brown touchdown. I don't think that happens if, if yes. Devin Bush is there. Once exactly. And I was getting into it with some Steelers fans on Twitter talking about no, it's not that big of a loss. How can you say a a, a dude of, of Devin of, of his caliber is not that big of a loss? It just makes no sense to me. But I get it. You know they wanted to be in denial and you know still believe in that defense. I get that. But Devin Bushy, as a rookie, he had an impact on that defense. So I I think that middle of the field is going to be a little bit more vulnerable than it was pre Devin Bush injury. But definitely that. And then Titans defense it. It is. It's not legit at all. No. They give up so much easy. You just you just alluded to it. The third down conversion. I think that's literally how the Steelers won the game. Was how they was able to convert so many third downs. If you know if they're not able to convert, maybe even half of those down, maybe the Titans win that game. But since they was able to convert so many third downs, it just made it you know way more successful win rate for for the Steelers. So I would say. Uh, yeah, Devin Bush, you know, losing him, I think that they, they felt his impact uh, easily not being there in the middle of the field. And then the Titans, you know, it seemed like they always can make a late comeback, but missing that field goal really hurt them. But, yeah, so their, their defense is still not up to par. Um, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they try to make some trades and try to fit, shore up their defense. You never know. And another thing, that that clowny signing, it seemed like it hasn't uh, so far this season hasn't panned out maybe mm-hmm. the way they thought it would have uh, because he really hasn't been, you know, getting no sacks like that. He does get a little, you know, a few tackles for losses in the run game. But as far as sacks, it, it really hasn't been there. Yeah. It's been very hit or miss for them. And I think this is like the clowny we've seen a lot of times like we're just he doesn't show up when you want him to but then like one random game like some probably in like two weeks from now against like whoever else you know someone else in the division when they play the Jags for the second time like oh clowny here he is and he's taking over the game like this is just a guy that he has been and why the market wasn't where he thought it would be for him when he was trying to ink that new contract so but yeah man that's a really good way to sum it up what did you what did you see? Josiah, do you think that uh, Derrick Henry, 20 carries, 75 yards, he broke one for about 17, but mostly contained? Is that what you expected when we were looking at this game before it started? I didn't expect yeah, – yeah, you know, I can say that. Yeah, I expected them to kind of contain him. I thought he would have had maybe a little bit more yards, but maybe even 100 yards, you know, but I didn't think he would, you know, take over the game and, and they would end up winning the game or anything like that. I thought they would contain him enough and be able to pull out the win. But I definitely, yeah, I, I didn't think seventy-five yards for sure. You know that it just shows this. This Steelers defense is for real. You know, we I felt like it was for real when they beat the Browns. I know we we clown the Browns are inconsistent and things like that, but they do have a legit offense over there, and that's when I really got to see how good this defense really. And not even that, just going back to last year. You know, I didn't think it was no fluke last year. You know, they won a lot of their games off their defense. You know, they almost made the playoffs off their defense. So now having you know Big Ben back. You know, and 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 an established running game now because you can you have a better quarterback back there, and not Mason Rudolph throwing the ball. You know, this team is more complete. And the Titans, you know, to to answer your question, no, I I, I felt like I felt like he would have did a little bit better, but you know, it's this it's you know it's the Steelers defense. Mm-hmm. Steelers defense was without Mike Hilton today, still being able to make do. I think 
the one thing I can say about this Titans defense, the one thing I can say, because they were just a sieve in that first half. They absolutely were. But the one thing I can say is that in the second half, they made enough adjustments to where that it allowed the offense to put the rest of the team in position to be able to come back. Because if you look at the first half scoring compared to the second half scoring, it was pretty lopsided. It's pretty lopsided, but just a little bit too late because of how porous that defense was in the first half. So, and the Steelers really showed, actually, they have a lot. They may not be able to go downfield like they once did. Ben's arm isn't there necessarily, but they have enough guys that can make things happen, like after the catch. Like, he threw short of the stick so many times on third down, but Deontay Johnson or Juju or whoever it was was just making things happen underneath to be able to get those necessary yards. And the Steelers right now, sit as the only undefeated team left in the NFL. It makes Pretty impressive. It could be a good one. It yes, it is. be a good one. You got, your, you got your wish, Henry. You got your wish. Yeah. Got your wish. But I got to say, though, as we look across, across the rest of the scope of the league, Joe Burrow did not get his wish to be able to get his first win over Baker Mayfield and the division rival at that in the Battle of Ohio. Very, very close one, though. Very close one. 37 34, the Browns prevail. The Browns sit right now at five and two. Five and two. Would have really not thought we would necessarily see them there. No. And it just seems like with with this Bengals team, it just seems like no matter what Joe Burrow does right now, depleted offensive line, receiving core that could be better, but today they, they actually stepped up and were pretty nice. You didn't have Joe Mixon going into today. That defense leaves so much to be desired. Joe goes for 406 yards, three passes through the air, another one on the ground, but still that's not enough because even though they got a score within the final minute of the game, Baker still drove that team downfield and put up a touchdown. And guys, Baker, five TDs, no Odell Beckham today. No Odell Beckham today. Baker, five touchdowns and no Odell Beckham. Didn't even get 100 yards on the ground from the running backs. No touchdowns from them. Six grabs, 110 yards for Richard Higgins. Is Odell Beckham, this might be like, this is a part from the game, but is, is Odell Beckham like a pivotal piece for this team going forward? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, would, I would say the same thing. I mean, he, he's, yeah, he's so talented, but like, there just might be like a those two dudes may just not mesh well together. I don't know what it is. He still has trade value. We'll see what it's like going forward. But this Bengals defense is That's atrocious. With, and, that, with that injury now, I'm hearing it's supposed to be it's probably an ACL. Yeah, I'm hearing it might be ACL too. He's still. I think. I think he's still young enough to warrant interest from another club after this season goes on. I think so. Yeah, that's a fact for sure. You know, I mean, with the trade, the trade value, that that won't happen, you know, because of the injury, obviously. But, yeah, he's definitely going to be warranted for sure. You know, somebody's going to definitely gonna want him on, on the squad, you know. So he's still real talented, you know. But, you know, it, it's a point that I wanted to bring up with that offense. It's That's why it's tricky because they don't really mesh that well. They've been doing better this year. They've been doing better this year, the Odell and Baker Mayfield. But it seems like Baker plays better when Odell is, you know what I mean? It just seems like he don't feel like he has to give him the ball, has to pass yeah. the ball to him, you know. Um, so that's that's one thing. When I, the one thing that I that I caught from it. So it might not be as pivotal, but I would still think it would be pivotal pivotal at some point because he's so talented. Mm-hmm. Some point, you know, it, it may come to a to a point where you need somebody to really catch the ball, or you need that other wide receiver. That's where he may be missed. 
Yeah. Henry, this Browns team is sitting in your division right now. How, are they a playoff team in your mind? Mm. Uh, you know, how they looked uh, against their the be- the two best teams they played, which was, of course, the Ravens and the Steelers, they combined for 13 points. You know, so like I said, we beat them 38 to 6. And then when they played the Steelers, they lost 38 to 7. It's hard to tell right now. You know, it's still still early in the season, still a lot of football left. We're still going to figure out a whole lot more about this team once they do face a tough, some more tougher opponents. Just like you guys, they play you guys. I think that's going to be a tough game right there. So it's hard to say right now. Uh, if, if I had to answer the question right now, I would say no, just because of the two good opponents that they have played, they got blown out. So if I had to answer the question right now, it would be a no right now. Yeah. What about you, Josiah? Do you see them as a, as a playoff type of team out of the AFC? I'm going to say no, just because I'm still not sold on Baker. You know, he's inconsistent to me. He, You brought up the numbers. The numbers were good. I just feel like if it's not a well-balanced offense, if they're not running the ball, even if the running backs don't have 100 yards, if it's not well-balanced and he has to take over the game, then it's a problem. And I've seen them. That's that's why they were losing in the first half, in my opinion. I felt like Baker was they, – they were not running the ball, you know, and – and in the second half, they were being a little bit more balanced with it. it. Was running the ball a little bit, then they was passing the ball. They was doing some play action plays. He was running. He was scrambling. He was breaking out for some runs and, and getting some good passes in. So to me, I would say no because he's still inconsistent. And on top of that, like Henry said, the two best teams that they played, they got blown out. You know, so I I don't see them being no no playoff team. But when you look at the record, you know, if you was just somebody walking in, don't know much about football, haven't really seen them play, and you look at the record, you're, oh yeah, they. Definitely a playoff team. Five and two, yeah. But if you really watch them play and you've been watching them play and you've been following them, I don't see how you can say it's a playoff team. You know, I think by like like how good they are to answer the to answer the, like the question, you know, are they a playoff team? By how good they are, you look at that team, you just look at them when you see them on Sunday or whenever you see them dress it up, I would say no. But if you look at what's in front of them to be able to make the playoffs. I don't think that's too far out of the realm of possibility for them to make. So like 10 wins more or less, especially in a season when seven, seven teams make the playoffs in any given conference. They're sitting at five right now. So let's say they, they play the Texans on the 15th. If that's a win, okay, they're six. They play the week, the Eagles the week after that could be seven. They play the Jags after that. Boom. That gets you to eight. Then they got the Giants after two tough games. That gets you to nine. And then the Jets, that gets you to 10. And then that would be to chalk up losses to the Raiders, the Ravens again, the Titans as well, and the Steelers when they wrap around and finish up the division. So 10 and six makes you to the playoffs. But I agree with you guys 100% in terms of the fact, is this team good enough to be a, when you think of what a playoff team is in terms of how solid they are in all phases of football, no, I don't think they necessarily are, but what they've done up to this point, which is beating the lesser teams that are put in front of them and then losing to the real legitimate contenders or better teams in the league, I think there's a chance we do see this Browns team in the playoffs, but not one that you are scared of if you are drawing them in week one. That's that's how I'd look at them right now. So, But we'll have to see. This was a tremendous bounce-back game from Baker Mayfield, who at one point we necessarily thought was broken. But another team tonight, that game, Seattle and Arizona. 
this game like kept giving me reminiscent times to that one time they played several years ago in Arizona where it ended up being a tie going into overtime just went absolutely back and forth and ironically enough the man that comes up with the biggest play I was looking for him all night long on the field where's he at is he on the field is he getting snaps we have been looking for him all season or all season yeah <laughs> Isaiah Simmons gets the pick I thought Russell Wilson, at least watching it there, I won't really have a better understanding until I see the All-22. But I thought Russell thought it was going to be a blitz because once that overtime hit, Vance Joseph said, F it. Let's just send that pressure after him over and over and over again and try to confuse him and be the dictator, I guess. And that time it worked out. Isaiah Simmons got to play, got or got to pick on that play. But this was the first game we really saw Russ turn it over many, many times. And I don't think necessarily we see that again. Seattle's still looking good, but this was a really incredible win in this division. This NFC West right now, to me, is the best division that we have in football right now. Would you guys agree? Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would, yeah, absolutely. Anything, do you think that we learned anything? I'll start with you, Henry. Do you think we learned anything about the Cardinals as a team tonight? Uh... I think we've, you know, it's a division game. You know, Seattle came in undefeated. Um, but as far as learning anything about the Cardinals, I don't think so. We, I think we already know what type of offense they have. We know their defense is a work in progress, especially with losing Chandler Jones. Yeah, Probably one of the top three best pass rushers in the NFL right now. Um, losing him for the year, of course, you can't replace something like that. Um, so I will say not really. We, we kind of figure who we thought they are when we've seen them so far through the first uh, weeks of the, of the NFL. But, you know, Kyler Murray, he made some mistakes tonight. We saw what Russell Wilson did with the three interceptions you just brought up. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I think you're kind of right because, you know, Vance was bringing that blitz, but on that play, they were all at the line of scrimmage, but then they dropped back. And Russell Wilson, obviously he thought it, it seemed like he thought it, that blitz was still going to be coming. Mm-hmm. But obviously the drop back is Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons made a play. It's crazy. Isaiah, I don't even think Isaiah Simmons got a snap in that first half. <laughs> I don't either. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what they're doing, bro. He's way too talented to be sitting on the bench. I mean, if he's making mistakes, okay, let him make the mistakes, but let him learn and, and get the experience while making those mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know what, what their plan is with him, but. It, 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 to me, it makes no sense. He's just way too talented and at, and of an of athletic freak to be on the bench. Mm-hmm. That, and see, that's the thing I heard too that they 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 don't know what to really do with him, and that to me doesn't make any. I think we talked about this last week. It doesn't make any sense because he's too talented. He can play so many different positions. How can you not get him up on the field? So. Yeah, it don't it don't really make sense. It was good that he got the interception though. That that looked good. Although I really feel like the wide receiver and Russell was on the on a, on it was on the wrong page. It wasn't on the same page. The wide receiver kept he ran a different route. He, Russell was expecting something different. So yeah, you know, and Simmons just happened to be there. But I mean, not taking no credit for him. That was good. He got the interception. You know, it was good to to see him make a play. You know, hopefully he gets some more snaps next week. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Because I, I was really looking like, okay, we're going to see him today. And then I thought Jordan Hicks was him at one point. Like, oh, there's a light-skinned dude that's real tall. Nope, that's not Simmons. That's another guy. <laughs> but, yeah, good win by the Cardinals here. This one was – I remember when it went when the Cardinals lined up for that first kick. 
I was like, I just have a feeling he's going to miss this. Like we've seen this so many times in pivotal games where Seattle's faced with a kick that's going to sink them and the opposing kicker just misses it. It happened again, but unfortunately Russ threw a pick that gave them the ball back. The only other takeaway I'd have from this game is that Kyler Murray was a little bit more efficient throwing the ball through the air than we have seen before. And just having that, those type of numbers and just, you know, he, he he dropped back a lot, 48 different times that he let this ball go, completing on 34 of them and then 360 yards. So really nicely done from him. And, man, Kenyon Drake, that, that injury looked like he may be done for a significant amount of time. Yeah, I think he's out for the year. Yeah, you just saw that emotion on his face like he yeah, just knew. He already knew, yeah. He already knew. And with the way Chase Edmonds is playing, I mean, he might just take that backfield and not give it back. So – That'll be something to look forward to. And if we're talking about stuff to look forward to, tomorrow night still does deliver us what I think is going to be a pretty dope matchup for the Monday night football game with the Rams and the Bears. Now, this Rams team is kind of interesting because they beat the entire NFC West. Or not the NFC West. They beat the entire NFC East residing in the NFC West. Right. And as we all know, the NFC East is absolutely dog trash. They are terrible right now yeah. okay yeah. and then anyone else they have played against they played the bills tough but ended up losing then last sunday they lost to the niners so josiah i'll start with you and i, I guess we phrase it up to now is this team a playoff team is this team not a playoff team but I'll, I'll say is this rams team more for real with their record than the bears are sitting at five and one that's a great question I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, like I got more belief and I'm not saying that because I I had the Rams making the playoffs and not the Bears. It's just because I have more belief with the Rams on that offense and they QB and how they how they do things over there, you know, and although the Rams don't have a good defense or defense is not that stout, they still have a really good defensive line. And when you look over there with the Bears, I like what they're doing on defense. You know, I picked them to win some of the games that they've won. You know, I'm starting to believe in them, but I'm not sold on Nick Foles. I'm just not sold on Nick Foles at all. And I feel like they I think to me, their most impressive win, especially on how they just beat us and how they how they dogged Green Bay was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was one game where I felt like, OK, yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to keep up with them. I think Tampa Bay eventually is going to score too many points. They only put up, I believe, 19 points. So their defense is for real. But I think if they if they run into an offense that's really high powered, where you got they're throwing the ball deep, they could they they could run the ball real well. They got the play action things like that. I think that's where it may come. It may be a little bit difficult. So I'm gonna say I I'm gonna say the Rams' record. I feel like it's a little bit more legit than the Bears. But that's that's a great question. What about you, Henry? I agree with the side. I'll say the Rams as well. Just- same thing, I, you know, Nick Foles is, is – you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You don't know if you're going to get that that good Nick Foles or that bad one. You really don't know. It's like – it's really like a coin flip. Um, with the Rams, you, you know Aaron Donald's going to bring it for sure. Mm-hmm. Goff and, and, and Sean McVay with that play action, uh, you know he's going to – that's going to be coming. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go to the Rams here. Bears still got to show me some consistency – um, in order for me to believe in them like that. And, you know, another thing, too, with the Bears, they don't run the ball that well either. Yeah. They so they have no, they, literally, if Foles – because Foles has not looked good. 
He right. has not looked good. We're, we're, you know, Henry was saying it. I've been saying it. You don't know what you're going to get. You do not know what you're going to get with Foles. Lately, we haven't gotten anything good from Foles. So, and they don't run, like I said, they don't run the ball well at all. You know, which is really disappointing because I like the running back that they got over there. It's just they're not. It's that offensive that line, good. man. Wait, but even him, though, sometimes he's taking the wrong holes. He's taking, he doesn't look that good. He doesn't Bear, look, he the Bear, good. It's, as the Bears sit here right now, they're one of the teams that are very lowest in terms of average yards per carry before contact. They're one of the lowest in the league. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily. And it's just – and now they get to go face Aaron Donald tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, or tonight as everyone's listening to it. So, yeah, I, I got to agree. But like I've noticed this too with Nick Foles, and you guys probably agree. If you talk to someone who like moderately watches the NFL, they like Nick Foles because they don't really necessarily see the bad games. But if they catch like a highlight or a sports center or a big game, then they might recognize the guy's effectiveness because he has a good game. But then they don't recognize in like the four bad games that he just had leading up to it when, well, he just beat Tom Brady. It's not, well, he didn't. I mean, Tom Brady kind of forgot what down it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, things like that. That's just what I've noticed as well. So. The, I think another reason why people really like, not to cut you off, but I think another ahead. reason why people really like Nick Foles just, you know, as as a player is because they like that underdog, they, that underdog story. You know, he's that's kind of who he is. You know, he's yeah. an underdog player. He's kind of always been that way because he's so inconsistent. But at times he could light up the scoreboard and look like MVP, you know, or he could take your team to the Super Bowl, you know, and win that, you know, and, and beat a Tom Brady and Bill Belichick team. So. I think people will never forget that. That's always going to be his highlight. I don't think he's going to take the Bears to no Super Bowl. I don't think he's going to take no other team to the Super Bowl. But he will always be remembered for that right there is what, what he did for the Eagles that year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of interesting. If uh, the Rams are favored by six in this one and the over-under sitting at 45, do you guys think we get more than 45 combined from these two squads going, when they square off on Monday night? Mm. Uh, mm. I think that's a good line. Uh, more than 40. I'm going to say no. Come no. short. No. I think they get there like barely. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say no. No, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say tomorrow we get 27. 21. Give me the Rams. 27-21. Rams. I just think that that offensive line, as I brought up, you know, with how little of holes they're opening up for David Montgomery. And then when they do even open up something or David Montgomery tries to make something happen, like you alluded to, Josiah, he's like jumping to the wrong gap. Or if he is able to break a tackle, it takes him like several moves to do so. And then the cavalry gets there and stops him. Right. And I think that is only going to be exaggerated when you go against somebody like Aaron Donald, who is in just – he's having the same type of season that he's had for so many years ever since he's been the dominant force that he is. Right, right. Like, I mean, and this is just – you're going to see him go against Cody Whitehair and Hronis Grasso. Another duck Grasso is former center for the for Oregon. But, man, you go against Aaron Donald, he's, he's, he's something else, and he's going to be in his bag tomorrow. But I do think the one difference we see – is that the Rams were able to move the ball a little bit better than they did last week. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are both uncharacteristically dropping passes, things that would get in their hands, and I don't necessarily think that thinks that happens going forward again for at least two straight weeks. And even though they have a good enough defense, I do think that they get favorable field position 
to allow them to put up 27 points. So I'm taking the Rams tomorrow. Henry, who you got? For Monday night, I'm going to take I'm going to take them Rams. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go go with the bet. Yeah, I got the Rams. I got the Rams. Rams with a clean sweep here at cover zero. And this this season's really getting underway. We're starting to understand who teams are. People are really separating themselves. Don't really know what else to put on it right now until we see how this this uh, this week shakes out. Henry, you guys get them next week. We won't we won't really get into the preview of, yeah. of Steelers and Ravens yet. We, we we're coming back at you guys on Thursday to go ahead and take that one. Josiah, let me ask you this. We're sitting here right now. We've seen us come off the bye week, us have a huge win, and then us have a disappointing one today. Right. I was talking talking to some Raider fans earlier because I'm always watching the game with a room full of Raider fans, and I was telling everyone this. While this wasn't the best game for us, I do think Derek Carr has solidified his stance as our quarterback for at least next season if this type of play continues to extrapolate over the year. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. As a matter of fact, if he finishes off this season the way he's playing, I would I would say that he is our franchise quarterback. No way Gruden, even if the fans don't want to hear it or don't believe it's going to happen, it will happen. If he has a really good season, regardless if we make the playoffs or not, especially if we make the playoffs, Gruden's not getting rid of Carr. He likes older quarterbacks. He likes veteran quarterbacks. We know how hard his, his playbook is and, and, and how complex it is. And what, it just doesn't make sense. He had a chance to do that with Tom Brady recently. He didn't want to do it. He kept Carr. And one of the main reasons why I heard was because Carr know the playbook. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't – it just it wouldn't make no sense. And he's playing well. He's going against – you know, I mean, this, this schedule that we've had is, is pretty tough. It was the second-hardest schedule going into, the, uh, going into this season. We had the second-hardest schedule from the first six games or whatever it was, first five, six games. So, you know, and they put, we played pretty well, pretty well. You know, we're about, I thought we would, we would win today, but you know, it was, it was going to be tough with your offensive line being sent home because somebody, you know, caught COVID and, you know, so, I mean, hopefully, hopefully every, you know, and speaking of Trent Brown, hopefully he heals up, you know, everything is okay with that. You know, we got to be more cautious of our, of ourselves and everybody else that we're around. But it, it was going to be tough. You know, you're missing. And that's what I wanted to say, too, is that the offensive line looks totally different when Trent Brown is in the game. You know, yeah. it, it looks it just looks totally different. You know, and I, and I think it would have I think the ball game would have been different had our old line had to practice and had Trent Brown obviously practice and play. You know, and same with John, Jonathan Avery. We missed our safety today. It was plays where where they broke for. For a couple of runs, they didn't really run the ball like that, but there was a couple of plays where I know if 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 Abrams was in the game, he would have shut he would have shut that down. Would have been a couple. There's a few, yeah. You know, so. But it happened. Everybody's going through it. You know, we're, we are not the only team that's you know going through this whole COVID the whole COVID deal, missing players and things like that. So, you know. Yeah, I I thought we would be when the season started, and I was doing the picks. I expected the Raiders to be three and three at this point right now. But I just had those wins and those losses coming in different places. So Same. I'll take it right now. Is what I it is. And I, I had as being four and two right now. You know, I, I, I thought that and same with 
kind of vice versa, you know, with, 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 with me. Well, not vice versa, the same thing. I, the, the wins that we got, I thought we would lose outside of the Carolina game. And then our losses, you know, I, I thought, you know, I thought we would, I thought we would get those. Like, you know, we lost against the Patriots, we lost against the Bills. I thought we would get those wins, but I thought we would lose against the Saints and the Chiefs, you know. And then right. in the Tampa Bay, I thought we would win that game, you know, and then beat the Browns, and then maybe drop the first game to the or who I think it's to the Chargers, and then beat them the next game. You know, I thought it would go something like that, you know. But yeah, you know. Yeah, still a lot of football left, man. Still got yeah, a lot of football left. We're like, we're like, we haven't even hit like the halfway mark right now. So I mean, time to get strapped up, and you know, Cover Zero is going to be here to deliver everything. And I feel like though, before at least we get out of here, the one thing I do have to mention today: that guy Tom Brady, he forty three, throwing the ball like he did, throw after throw, that confident was. in the pocket. Before that, I mean, half time, bro. That the one Scotty Miller. Bro. I was with Tom. Actually, oh was, uh, you know, I don't really go out really watch watch my squad win, but I, I was with one of the homies, and he's a diehard Raider fan, and it was a bunch of us up there with Raider fans and a couple of Tampa Bay fans up there, you know. But yeah, we that that was a that was a really nice pass, nice catch, everything. And Lawson was, you know, Lawson got picked on the whole night, whole night. He got he sure on. did. Yeah, and he was. They found a way to single him up. That's where the ball went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually had a couple. His coverage on a couple of those plays is actually pretty good. Like he had great coverage against Grunt. That one on TD. Yep. But you know, back shoulder. What you gonna do? I mean, yeah. yeah. He's a lot bigger, stronger. Yeah. Well, we're gonna slide out of here because Josiah and I could have a whole other separate podcast about what the Raiders need to do and what they've done. So we'll go ahead and get back with you guys on Thursday to get you primed up for next week and all the slate of games that we have then. Appreciate you guys checking us out and we will see you when we see you. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements. CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us by supporting our Facebook page. You can find us at Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. And if you want more exclusive content, feel free by clicking join when you want into the SSAW family by typing in Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide Group. See you next week.